Welcome back to the Cheryl Reeve Show from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Our producer is Brandon Morton. The network is TalkNorth.com. Uh, another great day to talk basketball and sports with Cheryl. We're going to get to some free agency talk, just to kind of set the stage for what might be coming in the next few weeks. But I wanted to start with, start with some coaching philosophy, Cheryl. Uh, there always seems to be a fan reaction whenever they see a player or a team not playing with obvious effort that the coach must be blamed. And usually when you talk to people in the industry and people who have been coaches, their reaction is usually, well, you know, you, it's really hard to make somebody play hard. It's hard to make somebody want to play hard. Where do you fall in that? How much responsibility should the coach bear? And what can a coach do if you have a team or a player that just isn't putting out effort and you're in pro professional sports and you just can't change the roster every three days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always blame the GM in those situations. There you and, go. And well, do you still and, blame and, and the GM? Why. <laughs> and here's why. Absolutely. Uh, I've always said this and, and the number of conversations that we've had, uh, if you want a rebounder, if you want a, uh, deflection player, whatever it is that you want, um, you know, these, these players, whether it's high school, college pros, uh, they have been playing basketball for a while. They have a past, they have a reputation. They have, they don't really deviate that far from who they are. Uh, and you know, that's something Rebecca Brunson recently had a chance to say about a player when I, I get giddy when I hear that, uh, because I'm going, she's getting it. Brunson's getting it. Like, you know, in terms of personnel and, and your selection, uh, for your team. And so sometimes you might select a player that you know might have that reputation, but you can put some players around them to mask maybe some of those shortcomings. But generally speaking, um, players, especially professional players, have, have long been that same player. Um, so that's not new for them. And I think what the whole thing is, is if you, if you don't want that on your team, then you shouldn't sign that. Um, so it's not the coach's fault at all. No, a coach cannot. Uh, I think sometimes coaches can motivate and uh, inspire players, but you always revert back to who you are. Um, and I say you can move the needle. Uh, we certainly have had our share of players where you try to move the needle. Um, but ultimately, that needle, if you have success, it moves a little, but people never really get that far from who they are. And it just seems to me that it's unrealistic knowing the realities, again, of professional sports, uh, you know, if you do something to embarrass a player or you, you bench a player, then you, you, your team ends up losing value. It might look like, you know, it might be a good grandstanding move. Look, I'm the tough coach. I can, I can make this move, but it probably, I mean, I just can't imagine it working out very well, very often. Yeah. I was actually asked a interesting question on an interview, uh, for head coaching position, uh, back in, uh, December of 2009 uh, about uh, philosophy around maybe a starting player um, that either they, whether they fall out of favor or whether they were never really uh, a part of the plan, but they've always been a starter, you know, how do you handle said player? Um, and to, to your point, uh, I don't believe the solution is to, to bench that player. I believe the solution is to trade that player. Uh, and so that's, you know, I mean, in professional basketball, obviously this is not related to college or, uh, high school, but, but certainly in, in professional ranks, you, you have that option. 
Um, and I think what you're, you know, what you're trying to say is it would devalue a player and, you know, to, to put them in a role. Uh, but hey, there's sometimes when it warrants maybe not that player, but maybe somebody else was, you know, uh, better for that opportunity that night. And, you know, whatever, uh, you know, these benches in professional basketball have a lot of data. And sometimes you make decisions based on, you know, what the data says. And, and you know, every once in a while you might see maybe a starter that doesn't get a chance to, you know, finish a game or, or be in there, you know, at, at crunch time, whatever the terminology would be. Um, but that's, uh, I think if you have a problem maybe with somebody that you are, you know, committed financially to, contractually, um, you signed them. And, you know, that's like, it was known, whatever, whatever the, uh, the great things about them are, you know, you try to feature them as much as you can. Uh, and you hope that that outweighs maybe some of the shortcomings of, of, of the player. Thanks to our sponsors on the Cheryl Reeve Show, Rudy Luther Toyota, successful marketing group, All Energy Solar. Uh, thanks again to Aquarius Home Services for, for uh, sponsoring the studio. And thanks again to our producer, Brandon Morton. Check out all the shows at talknorth.com. Great lineup. Uh well, you know, I'm not even going to list them all. There's just too many names. So just go to talknorth.com, check it out. And if you like a show, please subscribe. It's the easiest way to listen. It is also absolutely free. Uh, do you miss games when you have a, an actual break where you're not necessarily, you know, coaching actual games from the sideline? Do you miss it or do you need the, the time to recharge? No, I think coaches, um, we miss, especially as there's other seasons going on. Absolutely. You know, you, you miss um, – you, you know, is there important to have that recharge time? Sure. Uh, six months is not necessary for most of us. <laughs> That's where I feel fortunate, you know, that I was able to, you know, be a part of the national team. I'll get a chance to, you know, to be in training camp and hitting the court and X's and O's and being around players, you know, which is always uh, energizing. And um, so, yeah, no, I think, I think most coaches, you know, the, the off season, you know, it's, it tends to be a little bit long, you know, give us a month, you know, to recharge and we're probably all ready to get back and, and, and get into, you know, trying to, I, I think the, I always say it's like solving, solving a puzzle, solving. I, I, I love that. Um, how do you, how do you bring out the best in players? How do you get this team to be the best it can be? That, that sort of, I look I for me, it sort of, you know, fuels me each day. And so without it, it's a little bit different. That's interesting. Um, Let's get to uh, free agency. Free agency negotiations begin on January 21st. Free agency, I believe, begins, actually, the ability to sign people begins February 1st. We are getting very close to what could be a really fascinating uh, free agency season. And listen, I, here, let's set the table. You are president of basketball operations. You're a coach. You can't comment on specifics. Even if you could, you're not going to give away what your plans are. So I'm just going to ask you to you know, within those parameters, can you just talk us through what your hopes and plans for free agency are, what, what you're looking to accomplish? You know, again, and I, I know you can't give away specifics, but whatever you can say, you know, here, here's a good opportunity to, to just kind of let the fan base know what you're thinking. Yeah, I think, you know, generally speaking, all of us are coming from the same place that when you, when you are beginning free agency and you've spent the large part of the offseason uh, planning uh, for opportunities for your roster, uh, now they start to become reality one way or the other. And so I think, um, like, like all teams, you have your, 
uh, plan A, plan B, plan C. You have all of your you know scenarios that you've worked through about a million times, <laughs> uh, and, and now you get to actually see which you know which of it you know which of the things that you've worked through uh, comes to comes to fruition. So uh, it comes fast and furious. Um, you know, we mentioned the off season. It's especially with the this, the last WNBA season ending sooner. Uh, there's been you know, a, a lot of activity in our league uh, prior to the new year, just with regard to executives and coaches. And uh, so that, it, you know, and it just feels like uh, the conversations have been um, a, a lot more plentiful. Uh, and then now I always say the, the turn of the calendar in the WNBA is now a sprint. And, you know, there's, there's a lot going on. Um, and it'll all show itself here in, in uh, a few weeks. Any thoughts on your point guard position and where you could go there? Well, I think if you look at the point guard position around the league, um, if you don't have, um, you know, a Chelsea Gray, um, you know, that caliber point guard, then uh, we're all looking, you know, to to be able to uh, be the best we can be. It's like the NFL when you have a quarterback. And and I think that uh, all of us are going to try to position ourselves to, you know, to, to provide uh, the team the best opportunity for leadership at the point guard position. We're no different. And we've been in that space for a while. Um, I think that's going to be one of the most interesting things for us. Um, uh, you know, not necessarily to say that that's a target, uh, but we certainly are. We have players that, that we like and that have played for us. And um, it's just a matter of, you know, what shows itself. And uh, as we know, you know, our point guard position, uh, I put our team in a tough position to start the season. Uh, with, um, you know, the unfortunate situation with Lasia Clarendon. Um, now, certainly if I had the choice to have a healthy Lasia that was uh, where they were uh, the year before, then we would have we kind of hit the ground running. Uh, but with, in the absence of that, uh, the, you know, the point guard position was a little bit unstable for us. And so we're certainly looking to do better in that area. Um, and, and, uh, but we also have uh, some other targets uh, as well. Uh, so, so we need, we need a fair amount, um, in terms of putting this group together, but, uh, we will have good opportunity, uh, with, with some of the better free agents that are available. And in terms of Lasia and the point guard position at the beginning of last year, is there any, you, you made it sound like, you know, you want to take the blame for that. Is there something you could have or would have, or should have done differently? Oh, I think we've worked through that, uh, I don't know, about a million times, <laughs> if you ask our staff, uh, along the way, because it certainly wasn't uh, not, not ideal. Um, and honestly, I, I can't make someone healthy. I can't make them uh, able to play. And um, I, you know, would we do something different? I, I thought we had a good plan. And, you know, that plan was, you know, this, this player isn't healthy right now. And, you know, we, we just didn't want to uh, start Sill's final campaign that way. Uh, we, we thought that we'd have a better opportunity to, to let Lasia take a little more time to get healthy and bring Lasia back. And, and that, that just didn't, um, that plan wasn't shared, uh, you know, um, on, on both sides. So I think it's, I think it's a, um, what could you do differently, um, you know, I, I don't know if I know the answer because it's such an unstable position um, there in terms of the opportunities that were available at that time. Obviously, Mariah Jefferson became available uh, to us. Uh, so Mariah, you know, if, if Mariah was was around in the beginning, you know, then, then maybe things would have been different. Um, so what do you do differently? Um, 
uh, you know, again, the, the health of players is really difficult. I think, I think what I would say is when you're in it and you're making the decisions, you're doing it with the information that you have. Uh, I will say that we took some risks and we felt like um, Lasia's health, we were still in February and Lasia was still, um, you know, it was problematic. An injury that, that doesn't take uh, more than a few weeks, typically a uh, stress reaction versus a stress fracture. Uh, and so, as we know, this happened in September. Um, we were in November, still problems, flying in and out of town, working on it, that sort of thing. We got to February and it was still an issue. So in some ways you could look back on it and say, uh, we signed an injured player that was iffy. And, and uh, we also signed an iffy free agent in terms of uh, overall health. And that's Angel McCautry. We took some chances in the, in the hopes that things would turn our way. And that, you know, we, if you have a healthy lesion, a healthy, ready to go angel, you've got a good team for Sill. And um, if I look back on it, I probably would say that I squeezed a little too tight on trying to make this the best possible scenario for Sill. Um, would I change anything? No, because everything I wanted to do was for Sill. And it just, it just didn't work out. And that's, to me, one of the, the travesties um, of, of, you know, my time in, in the WNBA because Sill, Sill deserved uh, a lot better than, than what happened for her. I also think to, you know, to look at it from the outside, I mean, Clarendon was so good for you uh, the year before. No and question. She, and she just plays, you know, she can control a game, she plays defense. She does so many things. I mean, they do so many things well. Uh, you know, it's almost, and you have to give the benefit of the doubt to people you know and you have, and you have in your camp. Yeah, um, I think in general that's that is a, a fair statement, um, and I think Lasia and Fee, uh, and you know the, the year before, you know they were our physical toughness, they were our length. Um, you know, Lasia, Lasia was a joy to coach. Lasia was, um, from from my standpoint, in that particular season, um, you know, it just it just Lasia wasn't on the court in training camp. Lasia was limited and, and that sort of thing, and that's. That's a, that was a very different thing that we experienced uh, in the season before, prior to the injury, uh, and so that was that was unfortunate. And um, uh, I don't I don't know where things are uh, now with Lasia, but uh, I just know we made the decision with the information we had at that time. Yep, uh, a couple more topics to get to with Cheryl. We do want to thank our sponsors, starting with Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. A new year means renewed solar energy incentives from local utility providers. Want to save money in your solar install? Find out what incentives you could qualify for at AllEnergySolar.com slash coach. All Energy Solar, delivering quality solar installations for homes and businesses since 2009. Get a free solar quote at allenergysolar.com slash coach. Want to be more green this year? Solar energy can help. The electrical grid has limited space for renewable energy, so beat the rush and plan your solar installation soon. Solar with energy can provide peace of mind during winter storms, and guess what? Soon enough, you'll be worrying about summer storms. So check it all out. Get all the information you need at All Energy Solar dot com slash coach. 
Thank you to Glory and Successful Marketing Group. They created and manage all the social media for The Cheryl Reeve Show. If you're looking for a social media for your business, I would highly recommend you contact her at Glory at SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com. Uh, thanks, Glory's been a big asset to the network and this show all along. Highly re- recommend working with her. And thanks, as always, to Glory Ramsey and Successful Marketing Group, SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com. And thanks also to Glory for the work she does putting on the winter wear drive every year. It was at Head Flyer Brewing this year. Cheryl made it a great show, and we, we appreciate everybody who donated or participated in that. Uh, so we are seeing in all the established men's professional sports salaries just going absolutely bonkers. Um, you know, I mean, you're seeing $50 million quarterbacks and $40 million, $50 million baseball players. Twins just signed Correa for about $33 million a year, even though he can't pass physicals with other teams. <laughs> uh, you know, base, it, it, you know, the spending is absolutely crazy. Right now, the WNBA is entering a free agency period with Brianna Stewart available. Uh, is it possible that Brianna you know, could come away with some kind of a crazy contract or is, or are contracts limited by the way the WNBA is operating right now? Um, uh, so we have, uh, as, as we know, it's a hard salary cap. And, and so Stewie would fall, um, you know, depending on the path, uh, if, if Stewie were end up to be uh, cored or if Stewie were to opt for um, the, the Supermax, uh, she has options there. Uh, Supermax gives her about $237,000. Uh, and so, um, that's, that's our cap. I think what our league has worked hard on is other opportunities, other financial opportunities. And, uh, that would pertain to league marketing agreements. Um, a lot of these top players have agencies that work on their behalf and they supplement their, their salaries. So, the WNBA salary and the and the cap, you know, is is has has been negotiated by the players and the league, and that's that's what it is. And then, um, I think what we are finding for players is that there have been uh, exponentially more opportunities to monetize their brand than we've ever had, uh, and that's happening. So, um, no, uh, you won't see a you know two hundred million dollar deal <laughs> for uh, for any player. Uh, over the course of, uh, you know, I guess theoretically it would be over a 10 years. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can see that, uh, but they, the most they could sign is, is, is four years. So, um, I think that, uh, uh, we will see the same trend in, in all of women's sports that you see in men's sports, which is like everything, everything is going up, 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 everything goes up, up and up and that, that won't stop. And women's sports will absolutely be a part of that. Looking around the local sports landscape, we're talking about you know Clarendon and and your team's health problems last year. It, it just I don't I guess it's always been just um, health has always been a major factor, but it just seems so dramatic right now. I thought the Twins had a really good team and they ha- couldn't keep anybody healthy. The Vikings are having this you know thirteen and four season. That's one of the great seasons in franchise history, and a lot I think a lot of it is they stayed incredibly healthy and their best players stayed incredibly healthy. Yep. Uh, you know, the, the, the Wolves obviously missing Cat and McLaughlin and Prince for a while dramatically impacted them in the, you know, their one loss record. It just feels like health is such a major factor. Is that in any way new or is that just the way sports have always been? I, I mean, I, I think as long as I've been doing it, I know that's something that we always say that we have to get lucky. And if you look at from 2011 uh, through 2017, we were largely lucky, lucky with our health. 
Uh, because when you have your health and you have these players, then yeah, you you have a chance to be successful. You have to have you have to experience the level of uh, luck with regard to that. Uh, you'll you'll experience things in game uh, where you kind of go, you get this vibe like, you know, if you if you watch another team and again been doing it as long as we have, like you can see it. You can see teams that you kind of go like this might be their year because things are falling into place. And um, Las Vegas Aces, who were a starter-heavy team, uh, you have to be healthy. You have to have – you're going to have nicks and you're going to have some missed time along the way, but you can't have, um, you know, the multiple injuries, you know, the the key positions, uh, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, health is uh, – you know, it's not predictable. It's, it's the biggest uh, trepidation when you are extending yourself uh, to a player. And uh, because it, I know in the WNBA, um, when you have those things, we, we don't have a lot of relief when, when you have, you know, uh, your, your top players maybe missing time. There's not a lot of options uh, to be able to, to get through that time because you're managing, uh, managing the cap in a way that, you know, it prevents, you know, prevents you to, uh, to, to be able to, to go beyond uh, the cap. So, uh, yep, you got to be lucky. Last week, we mentioned uh, Kayla McBride playing well overseas. How's Bridget Carlton doing? Yeah, Bridget Carlton is continuing her great run um, that, uh, you know, she she started with her Canadian national team and the run that they had over in Sydney. She was a big, big reason why. And uh, I recall conversations with Bridget um, a few years back when uh, we were in some FIBA tournament somewhere and uh, I believe we were down in Puerto Rico, and I remember sitting down with her. Uh, she was, you know, sort of new to our team, just maybe a first-year player. We talked to her about what was next for her, possibly, and and I saw an opening on the Canadian national team. They had a couple injuries, and they needed more from her. They needed her to see herself differently. This is a great player at Iowa State that was charged with scoring and, and doing all that. Um, Bridget kind of came into the league as as a lot of players do, where you kind of go. I don't know if this is my team. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And and I remember, you know, saying to Bridget, okay, they having this injury to their their best player, and now you're coming in. The coach needs you to 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 see yourself differently. And so I always remember that. And and she she took major steps uh, all the way to the point where we saw her make the All Star Five in Sydney as one of the best players in the entire World Cup tournament. So um, you know, Bridget is I think finding you know finding her way in the WNBA. We are. You know, hopeful that uh, a return to Minnesota uh, means another step in her game uh, and and seeing herself something other than a role player, and and that's uh, anything we've ever given Bridget, she's done. I mean, literally, if we tell her, hey, you're going to play some two next, or hey, you're going to play some four next year, you're going to have to do this. Um, she she's just a player that uh, she's very much a pleaser, and and will we'll work her butt off to to do whatever's necessary. Good stuff from Cheryl. We're going to get a final thought from Cheryl. Once again, we're live from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Thanks to Rudy Luther Toyota, Successful Marketing Group, and All Energy Solar. Thanks to our longtime producer, Brandon Morton. And thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Remember, across the network, we have people like Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal, Anthony LaPanta, Michael Russo, John Krasinski, Jeff Diamond, John Millay, Mike Grimm, Dave Lee, plus all of our outdoor content and variety content. We're going to be adding another show here soon that we'll be telling you about probably by next week. Thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Cheryl, any final thoughts? 
Yeah, my uh, my attorneys uh, reached out, and um, so far they've not found any classified or super classified documents. So I'm relieved about that, Jim. And um, you know, if if anything is found, we will certainly uh, return it to the archives as soon as possible. So I know what you're trying to say, but what I'm hearing is you've got a really good hiding spot. <laughs> it was planted. I, I would yeah. never, I would never. Well, that's true. That. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's, 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 and I know what, what I can say without any shadow of a doubt is I know it's a conspiracy. Absolutely. No question about it. It's a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt. That's what it is. And we keep finding witches. 